Well, hello. My name is Aristotle Full Throttle, uh, and uh, welcome. Happy Tuesday to the show. Apparently, uh, Matthew McConaughey is the answer to the gun crisis, the shootings here in America. Well, I'm glad that we got him, I guess. He's having a reconnaissance, and, and right now, mm, he's, mm, uh-huh, mm, he's the one. Mm, Matthew McConaughey is going to help with the situation down in Uvalde, Texas, where a bunch of people were slaughtered because, you know, every day people get shot up here in America. Because it seems to be a uniquely American problem that we all um, can't seem to agree on the solution. Do you know what I mean? I'm just saying, if uh, you've got a gun problem, maybe do what Chris Rock said and make bullets $25,000 each or something. $5,000 each. Hmm. Very unnecessary. It's very unnecessary. Well, welcome to the show. This is the Aristotle Full Throttle Show. It uh, is normally five days a week, though. I'm going to probably start putting more um, focus on some other creative projects during the day. Still trying to keep five days a week, but uh, keep keep an eye out for my podcast every day. You can download that on all of the podcast platforms. I didn't even tune my guitar today. <clears throat> so I do some commentary on uh, popular culture and what's going on in the news. Interspersed with some guitar playing. Why not? If you've got any questions out there, let me know. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of shootings that are going around going around here in America. There was a shooting just a few weeks ago uh, about a guy who was basically had a manifesto, a very racist manifesto. He shot up a bunch of people in Buffalo. <clears throat> and then in Uvalde last week, we had a bunch of kids shot up or two weeks ago um feels like forever ago i can't even tell you this but it keeps happening so every time someone says oh it's too soon to talk about this uh another one happens and then it's too soon again so it's never too soon it's gonna it's too late to talk about this frankly and uh, i think that there's a lot of people in this country especially the right wing that's why i have that uh very clever title if i do say so myself Alt-right, 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 referring to Matthew McConaughey. Hate. Matthew McConaughey was at uh, the White House just give, delivering to some uh, thing I, I just watched, actually. Um, uh, one of his best performances, if you ask me. Way better than those Lincoln town car commercials where he's like, uh, driving is what you do to get from point A to point B. But, I don't know. Listen, I can't solve it. Actually, I have a solution. Uh, make make guns very hard to get. You can have guns, but uh, you have to be able to be prove that you're a responsible gun owner. That's the that's the trick, right? That's the trick there. But I think people want to hand out guns like candy. They're like, here's a candy gun, folks out there. But as you know, that doesn't really make much sense, does it? I think people tr- keep trying to say it's a mental health issue. It's a mental health issue. Okay, well, let's take the guns away and see if that fixes the school shootings part of the mental health issue. They're going to take my guns away. You know what they say? Sometimes they go, from my cold, dead hands. That's what the NRA says, especially when um, the very manly Charlton Heston was the president of the NRA. From my cold, you'll, you'll get my gun when you pry it from my cold, dead hands. 
It's like, well, all right. Shoot yourself, and I'll be over in a half hour to get that gun. Yo, man, you look like Marcello. Thanks, Darsh15. Today we're talking about um, Matthew McConaughey at the White House, and we're talking about gun control. We're also talking about, apparently, Marcello. Thank you. It's like, I'm, it's like Marcello's looking in the mirror. Caltaline says, Charlton Heston makes Kirk Douglas look like a mensch. Charlton Heston. I'm doing my impression of Phil Hartman's impression of Charlton Heston. You know, because it was very much... I'd say that the, the Charlton Heston impression is pretty... He he was like such a like a man's man, you know what I mean? And what I mean by that, I mean like stereotypically machismo. If you watch all those old Charleston Heston movies like I did, I watched uh, Soylent Green, I watched Planet of the Apes a few years ago. I was like on this kick of I, I didn't really care about Charlton Heston. I wanted to watch these science fiction movies, but he happened to be the, in them, you know. And he's like, "Come on, I'll just I'll punch you in the face." And then he would do like that old man like punch, like this. Like, you could see it coming from a mile away, but he's like an old man. So it's like, it's supposed to be like macho, you know. Come on, I'll grab you. And he'd grab you by the shirt and toss you. But, uh, not very, not very, uh, manly or tough. Marcello, says Darsh15. Well, tell Marcello that he's not Italian. Because in Italian, that's Marcello. Mart Caraptura says, what's a Marcello? Is it a jumping guy from a coin collecting game? Ding, ding. I think that's Mar- Marcello. Listen, Marcello needs to speak more Italian in his life. Let's see. There's this corrupter. He's the greatest left back in football history. Well, thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. Uh, unless you're saying I got left back. But I never got left back. Um, Kelton Lean says, Video froze your impression of Phil Hartman's impression of Charlton Heston. Thank you for playing my favorite song. Is the video still frozen? Let me know. If the video is still frozen. Aristotle, but pronounced like Chipotle. <laughs> I'm Aristotle, like Chipotle. Yeah, that's the new song. Aristotle, like Chipotle. That's me. Uh, greetings from the last 20 minutes of my lunch break. Well, hello, is this Will. Welcome to the show. Uh, earlier I was talking about Matthew McConaughey. He was at, he was at the, uh, he was in the White House doing a speech. Mm-hmm. At the White House. All right, all right, all right. Uh, he was talking about his hometown of Uvalde, where there was a horrible mass murder. A gun uh, shooting, which, which, you know, let's talk about it. Is it too late or is it too early? What are we, the spin doctors? No. Let me just say something about this. Um, it's too late. People are always like, it's too soon to talk about it. It was just, a, no, it's too late by now. If it happens again, it's too late. So let's talk about it when it happens, because then otherwise, uh, yeah, the, the, we got to make sure that 
we're talking about this and getting ahead of it, right? Chiropterist says, I got three left on mine. What should we make him do? Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do, I'll jump for coins. I'll jump through, I'll, I'll collect all the rings. Don't make me Sonic the Hedgehog on the underwater level, though, the zone, because that zone was very difficult and very frustrating because I had to breathe in a bubble every five seconds. Um, is he the interstellar guy? Yes, he is the interstellar guy. He's the crying guy. Remember? He's crying a lot. It is for Stellar. The interstellar music is very popular now. It's really powerful. The soundtrack. This is not it. Aristotle solved the misinformation crisis that fuels the alt-right belief that they, they'll defend themselves against government their guns. You know what they should do? Develop guns like that. You know, I think there's like a lot of existential crisis going on with some people. The way they think, well, if I shoot up a school and then get shot in the process or kill myself in the process or get uh, apprehended and go to jail for life in the process, somehow that will help solve the problem. Obviously, that is distorted and delusional thinking. It doesn't really do anything. It just causes more mayhem, but it is terrorism. It's domestic terrorism because now people have to think about when they go to school. When they go to school, they have to think about that, uh, which is not something I had to think about often when I went to school. It's crazy. Darsh 15 says, interstellar music is good, but the last... The Last of Us Part 2 music wakes up in my my inner soul. Well, I got to check out The Last of Us Part 2. Um, I do like the Interstellar. I saw this one video of this woman playing a piano at an airport, and she played the whole Interstellar thing. It's like, oh, the wind is blowing outside. And she played the whole Interstellar music. It was very powerful. She started out real slow, you know, because it builds. builds. Uh, biceps. And there's just a couple of them. You know, I'd go to the gym to get my frustration out. I don't... You know, I like shooting BB guns. I've shot BB guns in the past, pellet guns, rifle, pellet rifles, very like, um, you know, uh, low caliber weapons, but they're not for anything other than shooting targets or cans, which is a fun thing. I also get the fun out of like maybe shooting a bow and an arrow. It's, there's a, there is an element of sport and, and, fun in that but the the idea that you need a weapon that can put a lot of holes in a lot of things within seconds the idea you know there's like a very meditative part about shooting a rifle into a can from 50 feet away there's a very it's like you meditate you calm you pull and the can does nothing but fall over or get a hole in it and then but the idea that we you need a weapon that can shoot up a lot of things so quickly. Who needs that? Who who needs that in any practical sense? Doesn't make any sense. I, I don't. You're welcome, Kyrapra. Thanks for stopping by and saying hi. Remember, you could always like and share these uh, 
comments. You can listen to this on anywhere you can get podcasts. Aristotle Full Throttle. You know, I'm being honest. I do. I did like shooting pellet guns as a kid. There is a sport. They're barely lethal. I mean, you can probably kill anybody with anything. We've seen... We've seen all the John Wick movies. The dude kills people with a pencil. Um, but the idea is, uh, you know, those are just movies, you know. I think I think that the, the fantasy of it, the idea of it, the art of a movie, say, people can, like, blame movies or whatever. But I look at the John Wick movies, and they are a... An expression of all of the stunt artwork that is out there. It's called Gun Fu, and it's it's balletic. They made no bones about it by the third John Wick. There's literally uh, a juxtaposition, an intercutting scene between uh, Angelica Houston at the ballet and John Wick beating up and killing a bunch of people. So it's a movie, right? It's a fantasy. It's an extreme version of reality lived out. People, I guess, can't vicariously do that anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on out there with these these kids today. Did you say Ted Nugent? You know, that's a Ted Nugent song called Stranglehold. It's one of the greatest guitarists ever, but he is one of the biggest douchebags ever, so I, I feel conflicted about it. I mean, just listen to that. I mean, Ted Nugent. Stick to writing riffs. Kelton Lee says, Ted Nugent's buddy, who lived near me growing up, had reinforced targets installed so they could fire all weapons of mass destruction during GOP fundraiser weekends at his, my neighbor's, compound. It actually cost a GOP candidate election one year. Well, then keep on firing those guns on your own property. Wait, it's going to cost those elections. I mean, it's a good riff. But I don't like that guy. But I'll play that riff all day. It's one of the, it's probably the greatest rock and roll riff. I hate that I, I hate that I think that. I hate that I think that, but I'm just being fair. Listen to that. It's like if I can play it. I gotta tune this up. It's funny to me when uh, people are like, I can let you play my guitar, but it's out of tune. Don't worry about it. I got you. No. There we go. Half the show is just tuning. strings. Sabotage by Beastie Boys is a is a better riff. What's that? That's a 
I forget the rhythm. It's a very specific rhythm for that, but it's this. Uh... Let me see. Let me get the. Let me just get one little taste of the sabotage rhythm so I can remember how it goes, and I'll and I'll be the judge of that. Wait, bam, bam. Wait, it goes like, how's it go? Come on now, come on, play the song. like that right <laughs> uh let's see how it goes we're gonna learn a song today I beg to differ, it was just, well, I, I appreciate your hot take on the sabotage being a better riff, but there's more subtlety in this one. I still enjoy playing the out-of-tune piano, says Keltalina. Think about the percussion in the song. Think about the percussion in the song. Let me just say that, see if I'm playing this right, because we're going to learn sabotage today. They're, t they're half step down. It's just like this. That's I mean, I like Beastie Boys because they started out as a punk band. So you, you, you could hear their punk roots in this song. And they all play alive. It's pretty cool. Rest in peace, Adam Yauch. Uh, New Jizz riff is skankier. More, more of a southern vibe. Yeah, it is. Kelsey Lee says, I'm going to get straight with uh, Watergate. Wait, what's, what's that key of that part? Is in? Here it goes. I'm going to get us ca copyright. SOCKS. Adam Schiff's intro music. Adam Schiff. You know his office? Normally when I'm in Los Angeles, uh, I live about two-thirds of a mile from his office. <laughs> right down the road on Hollywood Boulevard. Adam Schiff, it'll say. It'll say, Adam Schiff's office. He represents my district in Hollywood, California. It was pretty interesting because it... I'm like, that's the guy. He's right there with the eyes bugging out. I'm Adam Schiff, and I'm bringing these allegations for the second impeachment of the president. Is well said. Honestly, though, pure for pure riffs, 
It's a toss-up between Jimmy Page and Jack White. Riffs? It's a toss-up between those things? Listen, uh, how, as much as I like... Uh, much as I like uh, Jack White's riffs, I would say Jimmy Page got more riffs. in high school. Uh, Jimmy Page got more riffs, though, I would say. Uh. Doesn't sound as good on acoustic. <laughs> Come on now. Golly, these strings are going to go... One of them is going to break pretty soon. I can hear it going flat. So so I'm going to have to change these strings. These are, this is a cheap move going into Led Zeppelin. Uh, Kelton Lane says... Well, this is Will's first says, for me, it's not about how many, just... Which are my favorite riffs? Tommy Iommi, Tony 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 Iommi, and Neil Young too. Tony Iommi is good. He's got the. Uh... But also, you can't you can't discount this one. Uh, 
That's probably the best riff ever in rock and roll. You know what? You changed my mind. This is the be- this is the greatest rock and roll riff. <laughs> if I could play it. Let me try it one more time. You can you can almost say the words right there. Uh, I'm Iron Man. Uh, Kelvin says, a guy who called me cashmere in school, cashmere was riff. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, how's it go? Let me see if I can remember how to play it. There's like a... You're right. You're right. Cashmere might be the second grade of riff. Whoa. I got caught up trying to remember how to play that song. I haven't been a kid for a minute. Let's see. This is a cheap move playing Led Zeppelin. It's a cheap move. Get more viewers. Look, Led Zeppelin, everybody. <clears throat> U2's Vertigo. I, will, I refuse. Uh, the intro... To name or iris. I won't tell him your name. I don't remember how that goes, or maybe I don't want to play it. You like those Buffalo bands? They want to wake up where you are? Um, all those acoustic, so why don't you slide? That's similar to the, um... Very similar. Uh, yes. 
I'm happy to take more requests. I'm also happy to talk about very serious issues that are going on in the news, like Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Uh, there's a lot of people take, having bad takes on the Amber Heard-Johnny Depp situation. A lot of bad takes out there. A lot of ones I disagree with. Listen, I watched 30-plus hours of that 100-hour uh, thing. I, I, oh, I thought you said rest in peace, PJ Harvey. Harvey, I thought, sorry, I'm reading these comments. Uh, rid of me, PJ Harvey. PJ Harvey's good. I was a, you know, PJ Harvey's got that song, it's Little Fish, Little Fish, Down by the River. Something, something, something. That's a good, that's a good song. I'm just saying the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp take case. Listen, if your take is that it's like a misogynist thing, if your take is they were, um, that Johnny Depp is an evil piece of garbage and Amber Heard was ill. You didn't watch it. You didn't, and you also don't care about facts and evidence. Uh, Amber Heard was proven in a court of law to be malicious and defamatory. But so it's a little bit strange that there's like this sort of knee-jerk reaction, but it tells me a lot about the person. First of all, I've been watching some of these debates on Facebook. Don't go on Facebook and read people's comments threads, comment threads, because there's a lot of people saying, uh, this is terrible. This is a terrible thing for women. This is a terrible thing that Amber Heard. And then, uh, and then people asking them, did you watch the trial? Did you see the evidence? And they're like, no, I didn't. I didn't watch a single second of it. <laughs> and you're like, how do you have this judgment then? But then again, I'm realizing more and more that facts and, and figures, I got to hold them up here. Facts and figures don't matter to people. Facts and evidence, those are just, it doesn't really matter as much as what they feel like. And it's really frustrating because you know how Ben Shapiro, the idiot Ben Shapiro, Ben Shapiro, come at me, man. You're an idiot, Ben Shapiro. All you do, you're the captain of your high school debate team. That's basically it. Ben Shapiro's just like, he can argue anything because he knows arguing tactics. He doesn't really have any kind of principles. He doesn't have principles. He just likes to argue things. So just listen, don't ever listen to that guy. He's kind of stupid. And I'll tell, I'll tell it to him it's his face. I'll say, hey, Ben Shapiro, let's have a conversation. And then he'll get all like riled up, ready to fight. You ever, you ever see when he gets into, he goes into like lines then he's always like, I'm ready to fight. Uh, just on, just on pure uh, logistical and, and argumentative tactics, not on actual any principles, because I don't think he has any. But the point is, he always says, uh, facts don't care about your feelings. And I'm like, it's true, except it's uh, when you present the facts over dozens and dozens of hours and, and, and stuff like that, too, you, you just go after about five hours of it. You go, you get pretty convinced what was going on, really, in that Amber Heard trial. But then you go and you can say, oh, this person is uh, very, uh, very uh, opportunistic and defamatory and abusive and people are like, it doesn't matter. Johnny Depp sucks. It's almost like they're blaming Johnny Depp for being in that situation. It's like, it's just really, uh, if the shoe were on the other gender, I think people would have different things to say about this. I really do. I think people would be like, what a horrible guy. They Just the guy would be horrible no matter what in this situation. So I, I feel... frustrated because I can't have an argument because people get fired up and they just want to shut up. They just want you to shut up. I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about it. It's this way in my mind and it, it doesn't fit my narrative. What you're saying, the facts and the, and the evidence doesn't fit my narrative. So I'm, I don't want to talk about it. That's really what happens a lot. 
And, I, you know, I don't know what to do with that situation. Let me listen to the song. Okay, I need it any day now. Just start playing the song. I have weird reception lately. I think my phone's broken. I think my phone doesn't like to be receive things. My phone is broken. My screen is broken, actually. But I don't want to fix the screen because the new iPhone's going to come out in like a week. Do you know what I mean? Come on. Well, there it is. Okay, that's the riff. Is that the riff we're talking about? Or does it get... I like it. I like it. It's very simple. Very simple riff. Rid of me. About PJ Harvey. Unless it unless it goes into something. I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting for it. The chorus makes a tune. It says, well, I'm already 33 seconds in and I ain't heard nothing. Don't quote me. I ain't heard nothing. I'm trying to listen for it. Um, I'm going to have to go a deep dive on this one. I mean, it's very simple. I'm just being quiet and I'm losing viewers. Hey, stick around viewers. There'll be guitars. Keltaline says name is the ultimate Johnny Resnick. Even had he a bit of song to do something about it. That song, I don't tell him your name. Uh, Kathleen says, we live in a nation obsessed with absolutes. You sound like a Sith. Only a Sith talks in absolutes. What that, what I just said was an absolute statement. Nothing can be complicated or nuanced or conversation. It has to be this or that. Yeah, it's really not fun. And, but it's the thing is for a lot of people, it's both of them suck or Johnny Depp sucks. And they're like, and it's very frustrating for me having had firsthand experience with someone like Amber Heard. And they're a very predatory type of personality. It's a very predatory type of personality that does not change in any of their interactions in anybody in life. So Amber Heard's sister, Whitney Heard, is probably suffering that abuse now. And that is why she's the only person who testified on Amber Heard's behalf. Because she's probably under Amber Heard's thumb. Because a lot of times they, have, they keep people very close. They're, they're narcissistic supply. It's all very, very, very absolute to quote a Sith, it is very absolute. Their their behavior applies in all aspects of their life. And and I, I bet you'd be hell-bent to find anybody who has interacted with Amber Heard just that says that she does not behave this way. And it's because this is how their personality is. This is like literally their personality. That's the person they are. So it's very... Uh, it's very difficult to illustrate that for someone who has not experienced it firsthand or doesn't realize it with the, the people in their lives. These are people probably who are being taken advantage, some of them anyway, or better yet, these are people who take advantage of others. So it's almost like they're telling me that they are also Amber Heard when people are like, she was, she was the victim. I'm like, oh, so you're actually identifying with her constant victim, vulnerable narcissist mentality. 
that's how you identify too. So you're trying to justify your own actions because you're also probably, maybe, I'm just guessing here, a vulnerable narcissist who is perpetually a victim who is trying to justify your own actions and scenarios in which you are actually inflicting harm on others, but then saying it's because you are a victim. Listen, I don't have any beef or a personal experience. Uh, well, I don't have a chip on my shoulder at all about this. <laughs> it's very frustrating. It's very frustrating because you cannot make someone else see this unless maybe they experienced it and, and went through years and years of reading about it and been like, oh, that's what's happening here. And it will happen every time. It will happen every time. It will happen every time. Watch out. Over and over again. To everybody in their life. <sighs> Kelton Lean says, it's frustrating to me because, ugh, not my stories to tell. Well, I'll tell you, my, t my stories, I've told some of them here. I haven't, I haven't outed anybody. I haven't I've basically told you my side of the story and my half of my experience, you know. And it's not fun. But you can't make someone else feel the frustration and stress and, and constant. It's like, once you see it, you can't unsee it. But then for some reason, it's like the movie they live by John Carpenter. You put the glasses on. Once you got the glasses, you could see all of the, the interdimensional beings. And you're like, Oh wait, that's, Hey, a second. Uh, I've came here to chew bubble gum and kick ass and I'm all out of bubble gum. Is this Will says, I think when you have OJ, Robert Blake, Phil Spector, Harvey Weinstein, people who will think the power dynamic is successful males in Hollywood. That I think you're right, is this Will. I think they will be lumped into this category, and it is not fair because there are people who are victimized. There are women who are very victimized by those very predatory folks. But there are also predators like Amber Heard who say, who do this for real. They fake being a victim. Or at least they're so pathological that they do think that they were victimized. And if you even listen to those audio tapes like I did, I listened to like an hour's worth of them fighting. And as a counselor, as someone with I was a, I was a counselor and someone who has a background in psychology, I have a minor in psychology, but I've also researched a lot of stuff the last couple of decades uh, since then. As someone who has worked in the mental health field, it's very readily identifiable to me what's going on there. For instance, here's an example. It's an extreme example. It doesn't necessarily apply to this scenario, but child psychology tells you this. Once, sometimes there's two little kids fighting. The little babies are fighting. There's always, they, they might, there might be a scapegoat and there might be uh, the person, the, the perpetrator. Uh, the two say, say boy one and boy two, right? Boy one might be crying, right? And they're always crying. And the parents come to discover boy one is crying. And they get mad at boy two. Boy two, what did you do to boy one? You're in trouble. You're in trouble. You're in trouble. But then if you put a hidden camera on boy one and boy two, you'll see that boy one will constantly antagonize boy two to the point where, because they're children, they have impulse control issues usually. So boy two will get hit, slapped, called names, thrown things at them, and then finally boy two shoves boy one until they fall on their butt, and then boy one starts crying. And then the parents come in and they say, it's all your fault, boy two. <laughs> They're blaming the victim for retaliating. 
They don't know what the full story is. So when you see, when I see Amber Heard in this scenario crying because she feels that Johnny is leaving her because Johnny's trying to get away from her physical and verbal abuse from those tapes that I'm specifically referencing. When I, and then she starts crying, stop, you're, you're killing me. You're killing me. Cause he's, and he's calmly saying, I need to leave. I don't want to fight. I don't want to, I don't, I can't do this right now. I'll be back in two hours. That's not abuse. This is what you recommend people who are in this scenario. You say you probably need to separate for a period, but a fixed period, and then resolve your issue, which is every tape that I heard. This is what Johnny Depp was trying to do. And she and Amber Heard was screaming, you're killing me. You're hurting me. You're, you're bashing me against the wall. And he said, I'm just trying to leave. So people who identify as the victim constantly or just are a constant victim in their lives, like this person that used to inflict violence and verbal assault on me, I used to say, what is it that I'm doing to... Because they would say that you're doing all of this to me, which was me just trying to leave the situation. They were like, you're doing this to me, so therefore this is why I have to do these physical assaults on you. That's, that's the, You're the reason why I'm doing the thing. But guys, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all genders and non-binary folks out there, it's not your fault. It's not your responsibility. Uh, it's You're the only person who is in control of your own actions. And uh, don't let anyone tell you otherwise. And don't let anyone tell you that they did something because of you. That's, a, that's an ongoing theme of this show. I think that it's important that everybody realizes this. It's hard to hear sometimes. You might, not, you might be in denial about it for years and years. But uh, anyone tells you they did something because of you or tries to justify their actions because of their bad actions as a result of something that you said or they perceived you did to them, this is not a valid response. This is Will says... So as close as a man who has been dealing with a manipulative, emotionally abusive partner, we have cultural history of men abusing women as acceptable historically. Sean Connery, Barbara Walters. Walters. Isis says people largely think of this as a referendum on gender power dynamics. In the court of public opinion, in a society that is historically misogynistic, the amount of investment people have in that, in that trial is a little disturbing. Well, well, it's it it struck me very close to home. This is why I got... Because I was actually very neutral at the beginning. You can even go back on my show. I'm like, they're both idiots. Why are they dragging us into court with them? Both J Johnny Depp and Amber Heard, both idiots. I, I can't... They're both really... They're both a couple knuckleheads. They shouldn't be doing this. And then I got... I, then I started listening in. I started to pay attention to the facts. And I was like, wait a second. This is a lot different than I thought it was at the beginning. Because now I'm hearing the tapes and now I'm seeing the evidence... And now I'm seeing, oh, this is a person making false claims about another person, defamatory claims about another person. Uh, very, um, what's that word? Malicious claims about another person. And this is what happened here, and it was proven to be so. And I was like, well, good. It was proven that you can't do that. I hear what you're saying, Will, about the fact that the, historically there's this thing. And even in my situation, when I was being attacked physically, and uh, I'm sorry that if that's happened to you, uh, they were like, well, I'm a woman and you're a man, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter that if I hit you because you could take it. it I don't claim to be traumatized by it. I don't think I was. I think that I tolerated it, 
And I said, wait a second. I actually don't have to tolerate this. <laughs> Goodbye. Forever. Uh, but it took a while to get to that point. I was like, wait a minute. I don't. Oh, that's right. I don't have to tolerate this. I don't. But their justification as a, someone who is smaller than I am, which is most human beings, I'm six foot three. Uh, they thought, well, I can physically assault you and that's okay. And to some extent, I thought that was okay too. Like in my brain, I was like, yeah, that's fine. If that's how you want to take it out on me, then okay. This is your frustrating. I, if you're frustrated and you want a punching bag, here I am. But then after a while, I was like, wait a minute. Not cool. This isn't cool, actually. I never, never, um, I never condoned it. But I, I was always like, well, I guess if this is what she thinks is going to be okay for her. <laughs> so that's a lot of times when people are at the subject of the violence or the, or the recipient that you think, well, I guess it's, I guess it's, it's okay. Um, is this Will says, got to get back to work. Have a great stream. Everyone lesson. Well, number one, sobriety, proper mental health care session, essential to healthy relationships with yourself and others, I would add. But, um, Try to come up with a riff. Yeah, it's kind of it's something. Chords, they're just chords. Matthew McConaughey has solved the gun crisis single-handedly. Thank you, Matthew McConaughey. Um, I don't know. If you're tired of hearing the Amber Heard, uh, Johnny Depp thing, I understand. I'm just tired of hearing the bad takes on it. I'm tired of hearing the bad takes from people who haven't listened or watched the trial. It's like, if you're going to say it's about one thing, tell me why you think that. If you say, well, I think that just because, but I didn't watch it, I can't have the conversation. I can't have the conversation. Uh, uh, you're trying to love or hate the song Yellow is Iconic. I'm trying to remember how to play it. Like that, right? It's in a different key. You know what I think is a better song?
Radiohead. Uh, Radiohead is um. police here's a fun thing about that song that i always find interesting if you know the beatles like i do on good friends of mine uh, if you know the beatles like i do there's a part that sounds where the the chorus goes uh because this is what uh, this is what you get yeah this is what you get if you know the Beatles like I do, this is what you you hear every single time, and you cannot unhear it. This is what you get, sexy Sadie. This is what you get, sexy Sadie. Sexy Sadie. Sexy Sadie. What have you done? This is anyway. That's what I hear every time. That's a good song. I like it. I like I like those Beatles. I like that white album. They were too lazy to come up with a Hallmark concept. Make your mother sigh. She's old enough, old, old enough. How's it go? Cry, baby, cry. Make your mother sigh. She's old enough to know better. So cry, baby, cry. Okay. The king. Yeah. Breakfast for the queen. The Duchess of Kokoda. Out of the words. That's a good song. That's a John Lennon song. It's, it feels like it's been around forever. That's a song. The reason why I like the Beatles is because they wrote a lot of songs that were just like, yeah, that song has always existed, right? No, it, ex- it came out in like 1967, 8. I'll follow the sun. That song is all right. I like you come to sun, though. Part of the song is really cool because it's in like seven. It's like I forget how it goes. I gotta, I gotta listen to that song again. 
You've made a fool of everyone. Yeah, that's why it's so familiar, Kiltling. This is what you get, sexy city. This is what you get, sexy city. Oh, yeah. Almost got it. The cool part about that part of the song is it's in like seven. get it one day. One day when I grow up, I'll be able to play Here Comes the Sun. That's the coolest part. George Harrison, ladies and gentlemen. He also came up with this one. Something in the way she moves Attracts me like no other lover Something in her smile she shows me Don't wanna leave now You know I believe in how Oh, that you didn't expect that Asking me, I forgot how it goes. I forgot. I don't even know what comes next. Oh boy! Go guess. Uh, it goes like that, and then it goes. I love it. Totally unrehearsed. This is what it's like at a rehearsal, ladies and gentlemen. Very boring. Very strange. You're like, I thought I knew it was something like that. Oh yeah. You're asking me my love grow. But I don't know. I don't you stick around, it may show. I don't know. Blackbird. Just shout him out now. Everyone likes Blackbird so much. I saw a really cool bird on my run today. It was yellow and black. Black and yellow, black and yellow. Let me... Let me play an in-tune version of that. Hello! Suzuya? We're just playing some songs today. I'm not, I don't know if I can sing it. You sing it at home.
It's out of tune. That's okay, though. Apologize for my G string. Thanks for hanging. Hello, goodbye. You say, you say, you say, how's it go? Life is very short. Wait, oh yeah. Uh, try and see my way. Try and see. Try and see it my way. You build it up and build it and be alright. Let it see it your way. It sounds down so thousand feet to be alright. We can work it out. I'm thinking we can work it out now. Hello. Goodbye. Life is very short and there's no time. For fussing and fighting, my friend. Have always known that it's a crap. So I will ask you once again. Let's see it my way. Let's see it your way. We can work it out. Uh, you know, it's funny. When I hear that song, I just hear Paul McCartney being a cult control freak. Because Paul McCartney wrote that song. And he's like, listen, this is what I hear in the lyrics as an adult now. When I was a kid, I was like, oh, we can work it out. We can work it out. We can work it out. You know, I'm like, yeah, we can work it out, right? No, Paul McCartney's like, listen, my idea is the way to go. Listen to the lyrics and interpret them this way. He's like, look, we're disagreeing. But just, uh, you know, if you think about it more, you'll realize that I'm the one who's right. <laughs> That's definitely what I hear now, especially knowing the dynamic of the Beatles, especially after watching uh, Get Back. I think it's funny because, yeah, he's very much like... They're just trying to convince Ringo and, and uh, George to go along with whatever John and Paul want. Life is very short. It is no time. So just agree with me once again. It's a very 
if you think about it as a purely as a weekend work it out song it's a very great and wholesome message but if you think about it as Paul McCartney wrote that song it's like hey everybody listen to me try and see it my way every time because <laughs> I'm Paul McCartney <laughs> you'll never hear that you'll never unhear that sentiment again you say yes you say yes I say no you say stop I say go 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 I don't know how hello goodbye goes hello hello you tell me why you say goodbye I say hello I like this one better <laughs> you know which one I'm doing yourself in in a boat on a river with tangerine trees and you're tripping balls somebody calls you it might be your dead grandfather because you smoked too much peyote You know, you know what I'm talking about. Mean Mr. Mustard Chains in the park. We never stop. He's a go-getter. Everybody. In a hole in the road Saving up to buy him some clothes Keeps a tin bob note up his nose Such a mean old Such a mean How's it going? Such a mean old man His sister Pam works in the shop She doesn't stop Takes him out to look at the queen. Something seen. Such a dirty old man. Dirty old man. I could play the whole back half of that album, but I won't. Because it's, it's their greatest album. It's Abbey Road. You should listen to it. Uh, it's a good part of your education, music and music. As your teacher, as your instructor, you should listen to that album. Just skip over uh, Maxwell Silverheimer.
That's a pretty straightforward song. You probably learned that on the first day of guitar. Um, any other requests before I go? I'm just uh, hanging out, playing guitar with you, and talking about things of the day and my my thoughts. One day there'll be like thousands of people watching, and you can all like throw your uh, pledges at me. You can pledge on uh, Patreon. You can subscribe on Twitch. You can do all those things. And one day, see, I watch people do way less than this on the internet. Not that I'm doing. I'm putting my back into it, but there are people that are going, huh, I like salad, you like salad, we like salad together. And then there's like 37,000 people watching. I'm one of them. I'm saying, I like salad. Me too. I can't stop watching. Got my mind on you. I got my mind. George Harrison, yes. Yeah, got my mind set on you. That's a, his most Beatles song since the Beatles. It was the 80s. It's going to take money. It's going to take a whole lot of money. It's going to take plenty of money to do it right. To do it right. To do it, 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 to do it right, child. You know what I'm saying? That's what we're doing here. Indulge me. I'll play some more guitars, and then I'm going to go. Let's see. I'm going to try to tune this guitar up a little bit more. Why was the 80s filled with, like, scary songs? This song's about a stalker. My fingers can't do this anymore. You know, it's interesting. That's And then there was, like, Thriller. And then there was, uh... I always feel like somebody's watching me. And there was also, I hear the secrets that you keep. When you're talking in your sleep, it's like a lot of terrorizing songs in the 80s. Man-eater, watch out, boss, you'll chew up. Yeah. Let me just practice this. I find that highly disturbing, that the 80s was filled with scary songs, songs that were made to scare you. Said, said P.J. Harvey. Well, we've done it, ladies and gentlemen. We've made it. We've solved the world's problems. We've figured out the, uh, is it a gun crisis? Is it a mental health crisis? It's a gun crisis. Get rid of, what? Let's just try this. Let's get rid of guns for a year and see how many school shootings there are. Because right now, they're every week. They're every other week. I don't want to just take all the guns. But let's just say five years, for the next five years, two years, for the next two years, no guns. We're going to take them back. We're going to go around taking everyone's guns like a police state. <sighs> Maybe not that. Maybe we just stop selling guns for five years. I don't know. I don't know what the solution is. Everybody's going to be like, well, that's my rights. But even freedom of speech has like regulations, you know? I can't like incite a riot.
inside a quiet riot. Come on, feel the noise. Um, gotta clean this guitar. I'm just goofing around now. Council Lean says teachers are expected to be social, special ops and educators and nothing to do with co- to compensate them. Yeah, teachers should have guns is what this solution is. Everybody should have a gun. Because now if there's more bullets flying, then we know our children are safe. <laughs> I just can't understand the logic of that. that there has to be armed guards at school. There should be guns in the classroom. That way, when someone shoots at them, they can shoot back at them, and then all the bullets can keep flying back and forth, and that way, we've solved the problem. going to goof around now.
uh, troubadour territory. Yeah, I was troubadouring. I was troubadourian. Uh, yeah, throw your change at me. I don't care. Why not? This is what I like. I play things. I this is what I can do. Listen, some people build decks. Okay, I can build you a deck, but also it's hot out, and I don't want to do that. I'd rather do what uh, moves me <laughs> on the inside. Hopefully, it moves you too. Uh, hopefully, it gives you a movement. All right, bye, everybody. I gotta find that pick before I forget about it. Hold on, let me find that pick. Let me just get this. can't find it anywhere i don't know where that maybe it's under here somewhere i gotta anyway i'll look for that pick i'll see you tomorrow